Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're going to go to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line. And we have on Miss Chessa Boucher from Baton Rouge Proud. Chessa covers the LSU Fighting Tiger football team, baseball team. Uh, basketball team, women's basketball team. She covers everything at LSU. Chessa, thanks so much for joining us. Chess, uh, and if I'd have told you, you are going to watch something special Saturday night and watching both these defenses look as though they had no clue what was happening on the offensive <laughs> side, the football. And I think that final drive, I told this to Bob, man, once Ole Miss scored, I said, man, I'm wondering if LSU can make this comeback. They hit Chris Hilton, and he takes off down the sidelines, and I know Chris can run. He can flat out run. And then at the end of the game, the ball goes right through his hands. You couldn't ask Jaden to put it any better. You could have been a hero. <laughs> and he'd, he'd have been the hero <laughs> of that game. That was a wild game. Your perspective of it, because defensively now, we've seen enough of these efforts. I think that no matter what, and listen, I'm a, my buddy Pete Jenkins is going there, and I think he can help. But they, you're not going to get the magic wand and turn all this around defensively. they got way too many issues. Yeah, I agree with you on that 100%. I was there in Oxford. It was an absolute shootout. I think I walked like 15,000 steps that day, just going back and forth trying to shoot the whole game. I felt like I was back in the Big 12 where defense is optional. It was just unbelievable I agree I think this defense we're seeing they are who they are and they don't know how to tackle they struggle in the open field tackling especially Mr. Simon's just just terrible all around I will say I was a little surprised with the D-line play I think we've obviously seen a huge you know I don't want to say drop off but I think when you have four different defensive line coaches from the spring till now. I think that plays a huge factor. I think losing Jimmy Lindsay in or right before fall camp makes a big difference. But I was surprised the defensive line didn't have more pressure on Jackson Dart. Ole Miss's offensive line has struggled this year. They have four veterans, but they just have struggled, giving up two and a half sacks a game. And you didn't get one sack on Jackson Dart, that surprised me, especially with the speed that you have. I understand that he's a mobile quarterback, but I just felt like they should have had more pressure on him. Couldn't stop the run, couldn't certainly couldn't stop the pass, and just tackling in general was a disaster. There were a few touchdowns that were scored because of multiple missed tackles, and you have to figure out, like, where is this coming from? I know both of you guys played football and I know that if you don't tackle often, you kind of get out of that rhythm and get out of that groove. But, like, 
if I'm Brian Kelly and his coaching staff, like I want them to go out and tackle at every practice. I know that you don't do that because of you want your guys to stay healthy, but hell, at this point in the season, what are you going to lose if you keep playing like this defensively? Now, uh, Chessa, you're looking on the back end. Uh, true freshman Ashton Stamps made his first collegiate start. Obviously, to Zai Alexander. I'm looking at uh, Welch. He was, uh, you know, mostly appearing on special teams in his first four, four games. But uh, I was reading this. Explain it if you know, like uh, Deuce Chestnut. Look at all of his experience, the transfer uh, portal guy from Syracuse. He started the season over and has played regularly on defense and on special teams, but he did not travel. And then I look at Denver Harris, who started the past three games, didn't play in the first quarter. So uh, what's the status of Deuce Chestnut, why he did not travel, considering uh, that it's wide open on the back end as far as uh, guys contributing? Yeah, you would think that he did travel. Brian Kelly was asked about that, and he just said it was the coach's decision. He didn't go any further. I know that Denver Harris has had some off-the-field issues, coming to practice late, showing up to meetings late, and so that's why to start the season there, he didn't, he didn't get starts in the beginning of the season because of that. Brian Kelly has talked about how he needs to buy in and kind of learn the culture and how they do things at LSU. I think um, today when Brian Kelly spoke at his press conference, basically kept saying the youth, the youth. Well, there's not a ton of youth aside from who you mentioned, Stamps and Welch. So you look at these guys, but you're talking about transfers from Syracuse, from Marshall, from Southeastern. These are guys that are not facing – you know, elite offenses in the SEC. It's it's a different animal, and I think that's what we're seeing on the field is just the talent is not there. This is not the DBU of LSU that has been in the past. This is one of the worst defenses, I mean, in, in school history, let's be honest. It's 706 total yards of offense, the most ever given up, 88 offensive snaps, the most ever against an LSU defense, and it just – I don't I don't really know where you go from here. I think a lot of people are trying to blame Matt House solely. I think Matt House, aside from this past game, has done a really good job with what he has. And I also think you have to contribute and look at the program Brian Kelly inherited, and they're still in the rebuilding phase. They're not there yet. They've had to do so much for the transfer portal. And you've had recruiting classes come in that are strong, and you're trying to put those borders around – the state of Louisiana, and they're doing that. I just think it's going to take time. Well, Chess, I'm looking at, okay, they're going to go to Columbia, Missouri. Uh, now a, a ranked team, LSU still ranked. It just shows you what Vegas thinks. I think LSU is like a touchdown, six-and-a-half-point favorite. But I'm looking at Mizzou's quarterback, Brady Cook. Uh, they're off to their best start uh, since 2013, that being the Missouri Tigers. And I was telling Mike this uh, that if you look at, uh, he said a Southeastern Conference uh, record uh, for most pass attempts without an interception. So, you know, you say, oh, he's going to give you chances. But uh, th- that's a pretty good accomplishment. He threw for a career high, 395 yards. You might say, oh, was against Vanderbilt and four touchdowns. But I'm looking against our secondary. They have to feel confident. I mean, they had 532 yards against, I know it's Vanderbilt. But I'm looking at uh, Burton. Uh, they're wide out. He finished with 11 catches, 140 yards, uh, receiving two touchdowns. And Theo Weiss Jr., he had 10 catches, 118 yards. So it's not going to get any easier on the back end for LSU uh, defense, considering how uh, Missouri can exploit you. 
It, it seems like, I don't know, it might be who gets the ball last uh, could come out on top in this one. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the last time LSU went to Missouri, it was a shootout. I expect another shootout. Missouri is rolling offensively, averaging over 30 points a game, coming off um, back-to-back 500-yard games. I think it just speaks volumes. You talked about Brady Cook. He has been phenomenal for Missouri. So, yeah, I think this secondary is going to get tested yet again. And, I I mean, just something's got to give defensively. I think, you know, you're them bringing in y'all's guy, Pete Jinx, I think he's going to make a difference, but I don't think it's going to be right away. I think you have to go back to technique and figure out what this, you know, this unit front or top to bottom is doing. They they just don't seem like they're on the same page and something has got to give, something's got to like click for this team. Like, okay, this is what we need to do. And I think just everybody's got to get on that same page in order to be successful because this is not the standard at LSU and, Man, this crowd's going to get real feisty real soon if they keep playing this type of defense. Now, uh, you know, Chess, uh, you know, you always look at, boy, outstanding coaching jobs and maybe if a team is doing better than expected. And you look in the SEC right now, you look like coach of the year, whatever it might be. I think the front runners now still got a ways to go. But Eli Drinkwich, what he's done for the Missouri Tigers and also uh, Coach Deuce with the Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, that that's um, that that but they put a whooping on the floor to get us that being Kentucky. So I, <laughs> I'm looking like coach of the year. Uh, I think they got to be the front runners right now. No, Eli's done a great job at Missouri. <laughs> yeah, he really, really has. Oh, absolutely. And I'm interested to see kind of what their defense is going to look like against LSU's elite offense with Blake Baker, the former LSU linebacker coach. This is his second year at Mizzou. As the defensive coordinator, they have eight returners or returning starters on the defense. And so I'm interested to see kind of how he schemes this up. I mean, you couldn't ask anything more from this offense, what they've been able to do. I understand that they couldn't put together the game winning drive, but let's be honest, they really shouldn't have. When you put up over, what was it, um, over 600, I think it was 637 total yards of offense, you finally get your running game goat going with Logan Diggs and you're like oh man yeah 49 points all of this like you should be absolutely rolling and then your defense can't hold up their end of the bargain Jess uh, thanks so much for joining us but I'll leave you with this Charlie Long our producer and I we talk about this all the time that's no number big enough uh, for USC uh, over and under each oh, yeah. week. I mean, they, they go over no matter what. If it's 74, <laughs> they go to 90 or 85 or whatever. <laughs> LSU's going to be like that too. Uh, the way they play defense and the way they can score, it's almost like what's the number that you can put out there that's going to be the under number. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really a crazy way to watch LSU football. I've never seen an LSU defense like this. But, Chessa, thanks so much for joining us. You, you headed to Missouri? I am not. I'm going to sit this one out. I'm not really mad about it either with an 11 a.m. check <laughs> and going on the road by myself. So. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us tonight, Chessa. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Y'all have a good Well, Mike, as we get ready to uh, go to the break, uh, uh, nobody may be saying wearing no LSU DBU shirts right now, huh? I don't see that anywhere <laughs> Yeah, the, the DBU. Ooh, I always DB say Q. like DB poo. Man, that hasn't <laughs> been good. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 